Good morning, Jesus. Thank you for Tuesday. And uh, thank you for uh, in advance for what you have in store for us. Uh, I just ask you, as leaders are on the call or might listen later, just to ask you to, to, uh, to prepare our hearts and minds for a message uh, of encouragement and equipping today. Thank you for Corey's uh, willingness to return and lead. Thank you for his leadership. And I just ask you to bless him and his, his uh, business and his family. And uh, again, we just thank you and give you all the praise and glory for what you'll do in us and through us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Corey Carlson, my buddy, welcome back. Amen. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me back. And thanks for this rhythm that we've had. Yeah. And what I want to talk about today is something that's been a common theme, I would say, in my life the last few years, but I, I've really seen it heightened with even clients, with friends, and it's this idea of, of one degree. Hmm. And, you know, the idea of one degree towards improvement, towards greatness, will compound over time to significant change in one's life. Similarly, one degree the other direction can have catastrophic effects, but yet we don't see it coming. And it has really just been coming up a lot, of, whether it's coronavirus, just the political just atmosphere we're in right now, and Black Lives Matter, just all these different things. There is a spiritual warfare element going on as well. Yes. And just from either conversations with individuals or the actual client engagements or just talking with friends, just, just some things to share, some interesting kind of data points. I work with, or I have a client that they receive PPP money. And it was amazing. Part of our last couple of months of working together was the number two and the number three person felt that the money should be theirs. Like, hey, let's just, the three of us divide up this PPP money, almost like a bonus. And uh, the, the CEO, the owner was like, absolutely not. But in thinking this through, it's kind of that number two, number three person at this particular company, just almost like this greed, this entitlement had started to build up over the years. And as the owner and I look back, we could actually just, he, he was like, oh, I remember this time when he borrowed the truck all weekend. And then I remember this, you know, time when he over kind of almost overstayed at, at, at my beach house. And it was just interesting. You started to see this almost one degree accumulation that took place to the point where it finally, it, say it landed, if you will, with the PPP wanting to split the money. Ooh. Coach, a CEO for a company, here in Cincinnati, when they got the PPP money, all of a sudden the board decided that they wanted to have a distribution payout. And because of all of a sudden there's excess cash. But luckily they voted not to do that because that would be illegal use of the PPP. Yeah. But once again, reflecting back, you started to see this kind of accumulation of a grab here, grab there, and just some almost character erosion along the way. Yes. Yes. And, and so it just kind of would 
be a theme I had with a lot of different people. And what's interesting is how one degree at a time in, in the aviation, they say one degree, if a plane goes off course, it will miss its target destination by one mile for every 60 miles you fly. Wow. So it doesn't feel very significant when you just do one degree. Oh, I'll just, I'll just sleep in today. Mm -hmm. I'll just sleep in another day. Well, before you know it, that slippage, you may have slept in, hit the snooze button for 30 days in a row. That means 30 days in a row you didn't do your solitude. 30 days in a row you didn't go to the gym. Or you're been at night, you're binge watching a show. It's uh, all this. I'm just going to watch one episode. And so instead of going to bed at 10, now it's 1030. And then it, maybe it's 1030, then 1040. And just continues to grow that eventually you're compromising your sleep, your energy that you're bringing to your team. And so it's just very interesting yeah. how that can affect all of us. Yeah. Reading this book about David that uh, Chuck Swindoll wrote, I just, it, it's fascinating book. It seems like every chapter has all kinds of nuggets. And there's three different characters in here. I want to just hit on this idea of this, this one degree with each of them. First of them is David versus Goliath. That actually battle, we're all familiar with it. Yeah. But there were pieces in it I was not familiar with at all. And one is in Goliath himself. He taunted, you know, them for 40 days wow as i learned as i thought the battle was i thought it was just hey um you know goliath is you know yelling at the at everybody for you know the israelites one day david shows up there's the the famous battle and it's over but that's not the case and for 40 days goliath was yelling at the israelites of hey, you know send someone out send someone out you know i'll beat them i'll defeat them and just taunting them. Well, what's interesting about the scripture in verse in chapter 17, verse 25, David sees that you know this from the Israelites to the Philistines is a mile and a half spread, is how he describes it. Well, Goliath had started off on the other ravine, came down, walked across that ravine, that creek and started to come up. So in verse, in chapter 17, verse 25, is David says, have you seen this man who is coming up? Hmm. So what ended up happening was, Goliath starts over there, he's heckling, but just getting closer and closer. Heckling, getting closer and closer. Heckling, getting closer and closer to eventually, now he's just actually just starting to walk right up. And as Chuck, Swindle talks about in this book is how many times have we allowed a Goliath almost one degree at a time to start to take over our own territory mm. to actually start to climb up this area where they move into our camp they start to consume our thoughts so instead of us thinking about God now we're thinking about this Goliath of our life walking more towards us and consuming more of us so I find that fascinating next is Saul you know, Saul had everything going for him. He was not only the king, but he was the people's choice king. They wanted to have a king, and they voted him in. And so he was king and had everything going his way. But yet, his image and what he thought people perceived him of was becoming so important that he 
took his eye off the prize of being king, of leading his team well, and he was so focused on David and making sure that he defeated David to the point that he someone went mad and went insane, chasing David all around Israel into the point where, you know, finding him in a cave, which we know that story where David chops off a little bit of the robe of Saul's, but just incredible to see Saul, how he put all of his focus onto David and onto anything else other than being obedient to God. Mm -hmm. In fact, it was his disobedience inch by inch, day by day, that really just unfortunately led to his own death, his suicide. Mm. And it didn't have to end that way because he had everything going for him. Mm-hmm. And the last character is David. And we know of Dave, one of David's sins was his affair with Bathsheba. Until I kind of read more on David, once again, that was that was not just a like a one night stand, like, oh hey, I think I'm gonna have an affair. It led up to those that moment. Mm-hmm. David had eight wives. He had 21 kids. Wow. There was as you know, Chuck talks about just almost like this buildup of a lust, buildup of a you know, kind of a, a harem and but he also was having a run of just poor character decisions. Mm-hmm. Even in that moment, he should have been out to battle, but he chose not to go to battle. So one degree at a time, we see the, each of these individuals starting to slip back. Mm-hmm. Their character eroding, them becoming less of the leaders than they could have been and what they were meant to be. In 2 Corinthians 3, Verses 16 through 18, Paul talks about one degree. It says, but when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed in the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. What I love about this verse is we, we have to participate. I mean, God is all in. He's going to help us and help grow us and transform us to one degree of glory. Mm-hmm. But verse 16, but when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. We take the first action. We've got to turn towards God. Yeah. We, don't, we can't just sit and chill and be on the couch and expect this restoration just to take place. It's we actually have to do it. So as I look back over my last two, three months and pretty much everyone on this call, there's been some amazing, cool one degree stories that we all have had growing into this from these morning sessions. Heard these cool talks about increased family time, increased solitude, Mm -hmm. how grateful we are for slowdown, people becoming granddads. Yes. Loving, loving your neighbors yourself, having lunches with people that don't necessarily have the same you know, color, skin color as you, mm-hmm. more engagement with employees in a different way, mm-hmm. and just unbelievable, cool, one-degree stories. And so as, as we start to ramp back up and get to this new normal, I, I want all of us to be thinking about those one-degree positive moves that we all have been making 
Yes. And to keep them. And this is not necessarily easy. Jesus knew that this was uh, difficult. Matthew 9, 16 through 17. And this is where he talks about new wine and old wineskin. No one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment for the patch tears away from the garment and a worse tear is made. Neither is new wine put into old wineskins. If it is, the skins burst and the wine is spilled and the skins are destroyed. But new wine is put into fresh wineskins and so both are preserved. So as we go back and start ramping back up to our schedules. I've already started to have lunch meetings again. I've started to have coffees. Like it's, I, my daughter's in gymnastics. We've got dance back. I mean, it's starting to get almost, it's, we're not there yet, but we're almost getting to pre-quarantine levels. Mm-hmm. I've got to check my heart. I've got to check my mind that I don't fall back to my old wineskins. Mm-hmm. So as I start ramping up, I've got to determine, right, I've got new wine. I, I had some crazy cool spiritual growth, relational growth, family growth that took place. I've got to make sure this new wine is going into new wine skins and not old wine skins and not my old schedule. that was approval driven, striving for more revenue, whatever those cases may be for each of you listening. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to work on. Mm-hmm. And so as we kind of close out, for you to be thinking, three things I want you to think about. One is review your daily choices. Are they taking you one degree closer or one degree further away from God? Mm-hmm. Two, what are the new habits, routines, mindset that you are going to keep? What is the new wine you're keeping as we ramp back up? Mm-hmm. And the third is, What are the old habits, the old routines, the old mindsets that you had pre-quarantine that have somewhat died and we need to let be dead? That's good. So what are the old habits you are going to keep dead? That's good. That's good, Corey. You know, as I'm I'm taking notes on this and um, we're talking about rhythms and we're talking about positive, again, one degree of positive, and I, I, I love those three steps, review, what are new habits, what are old habits. One of the conversations some of us have had is, uh, as leaders, how often are you um, allowing another leader to ask you maybe that question? You know, what's, yeah. what's uh, as I'm looking at Brad's name, I'm not asking you to respond to this, Brad, but what's one degree of slippage? What's, what's one area, as a leader, that there's been some slippage and um, you know, do you have other leaders asking you that and then praying for you, um, you know, uh, engaging them to hold you accountable that those are, those are really tough questions. And I think uh, Corey, from a leadership standpoint, um, something that we can offer each other is that acceptance and uh, love and encouragement to, um, to identify that one area, that one degree of slippage and erosion um, and to pray and to help each other turn that around. So stick with the positive stuff and then, um, you know, seek, which is not normal for leaders, right? To ask for help, uh, ask for help in prayer from other leaders or a other leader in areas that there's uh, some slippage. That's a great, it's a great message this morning for me. So, all right, good stuff, Corey. Um, thank you again. Uh, once again, thank you, thank you, thank you. And will you pray us and launch us into the rest of our Tuesday? 
Yes, I will. Thank you. Dearly Father, just, man, thanks for this time. Thanks for just uh, these dedicated leaders showing up every day to learn more, to grow closer to you. And, and just that, to, we are trying to grow one degree closer to you. Yes. And so, Lord, as each of us hang up and go about our day, we just pray for uh, our choices to be revealed to us, what is good, what is bad, and then to have the discernment of what to continue, what to pursue that's growing us closer to you, and then to have the boldness to to chop off, to kill the, the things that actually are divisive uh, to you. And so, Lord, just thank you for this time and be with each of these leaders as they go lead their families and their teams. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Love you, buddy. Well done. Have a great day, you guys.